Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first episode of the Nickel City Podcast. I am Brian. I'll be your host today. Sitting across from me is my uh, co-host and producer extraordinaire, Angel. Hello! A little bit about me. I grew up in Cheektowaga, which is a suburb of Buffalo, for those of you that don't know. Uh, Early 90s, heyday of the Bills and the Sabres, you know. Four straight Super Bowl visits and the fun duo of LaFontaine and McGillney. That's a little bit about me. How about you, Angel? Um, hello, um, Angel. Um, um, originally from New York City, but I had my buddy here uh, corrupt my brain with all the Buffalo sports stuff. <laughs> so, um, since 2006... Yes, literally, I didn't get to see the, the, the Sabres go into a Stanley Cup because that's when I got into the sports. So, unfortunately, I only know losing for the most part. <laughs> um, I do remember a little bit of the, the Bills when they're in the Super Bowl. It's kind of hard to avoid four straight Super Bowls. You just can't. Um, but ever since then, I've been uh, uh, obsessively obsessed with both teams. Um... Yeah, that's pretty much it for now. Awesome. Awesome, dude. All right. So, uh, guys, one of my uh, biggest goals as a host of this podcast is to make my love for the city of Buffalo so infectious that we bring more fans to this community. And every episode, I'm going to explain a part of Buffalo that I love in hopes that it gets people to, you know, go visit that area Um, that haven't been there and people who call Buffalo home to possibly find a new gem and uh, just appreciate it a little bit more. So the first topic I'm going to bring up is the Eternal Flame Falls, which is basically a real small waterfall in a section of Chestnut Ridge Park. Now, I can't oversell the absolute beauty of this, this thing. You're mixing fire and water. It's a eternally lit flame behind a waterfall now the height's a little bit of a tricky one to get to if you've never been but they do have signs and things like that and there's a little bit of a drop right before you get to the point where you find the flame but i tell you it's more than worth it i mean there's just something captivating about fire and water mixed together like there's no rhyme or reason why this flame should be eternally lit but it is you got anything to add to that angel yeah when we went to buffalo a couple years back um you were adamant in taking us to this place and i was like what the hell i thought we were just going hiking and it was pretty cool to be honest um wasn't very prepared for it at all um (laughs) Yeah, that was my De- fault. Definitely get, definitely get your mud boots and stuff. Um, it, it was a fun hike, though, because it wasn't just like just going up one direction. You had to go up a ravine, I guess. Yeah, you go up a ravine. Yeah. And, and it, uh, honestly, it was uh, it was fun. And then when you finally got to the fight, it's, it's kind of like, what? 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 Just sit there and awe. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, how? I know there's some science to it. And, you know, to be honest, it's probably, you know, you know, there is a science to it. But, you know, let's 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 talk about how, like, mysterious it is. Though. I mean, it's just there. And it's literally never gone off. And it's it's just... It was different for me. I mean, you know, I again, 
living in 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 uh, New York City, you don't really get that much stuff. I mean, you have your city parks and stuff, but you have to go out of your way to go into those type of weird, um, yeah. odd locations. And, and when I say weird, I'm not saying weird as in bad weird, as in like like mystical, mystical weird. It's it's like yeah, mystical weird. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's it was fun. I had a blast, and uh, if you like nature walks, that's definitely it for you right there. Yep. So that's my first gym. I hope you guys go out to uh, enjoy it as uh, we did. And uh, that's that. Pumping it up to LaFontaine. He gets tripped up, gets it to May, and over the line. He's May going in on goal. He shoots. He's Alright guys, now to segue into something that I've been uh, thinking about for the past couple weeks. I'm going to talk about this team one time, one time only, until we get things turned around. It's been frustrating to watch the Sabres play this season, to say the least. Now, I'm going to go off topic here and uh, just read some of the things that I've written down and uh, hopefully I get some of you to agree with me. So, the absolute disgusting display of whatever it is that they're showing us out on the ice every night is beyond reprehensible. You see the comments and arguments about Kruger and how he's a soccer coach and doesn't know what he's doing out there. As some of that might be true, there is way too much talent on this roster to be slow, sloppy, careless, and have little to no metal or grit whatsoever. A generational talent without leadership qualities to call out this bullshit and or communicate these things with the coaches and upper management is something that needs to be worked on immediately. Yes, Jack Eichel, I'm calling you out. You said once after you were drafted, and I quote, Buffalo. I'm coming for you. And in your defense, you brought a ton of talent and highlights. But I have not seen that in leadership qualities that we so desperately need. Step the hell up. 13 games in a row is beyond unacceptable. Outscored 53-20 to 20 during that span shows that key players simply do not care and should be dealt with. Let's break that 53-20 to 20 down just a little bit further. If every goal we scored during that tenure was worth two goals, we'd still be a below 500 team. It's ridiculous. It's pathetic. It's sad. That is something that I blame Kruger for. Our fire was just emphatically reignited now with how the Bills have been doing these past few seasons, and it's still trending upwards for them. And I'm not being greedy or asking for too much here, but the hockey that we've seen thus far this year has been barely competitive. When you are ranked behind a damn expansion team that hasn't even started yet, as an individual player, you have to be embarrassed. As a player on a team that you represent, 
which also represents the beloved city and all the fans in it, you have to be embarrassed and disgusted enough to want to do things better. Focus on winning one-on-one -on -one battles. Make sharper passes. Communicate better. Prepare better. Know your opponents better. And for God's sake, be more physical. This is not asking too much. With this roster at full health, there isn't a team out there that we can't be competitive against. There are plenty more out there that know this as well as I do, but until this organization as a whole knows it, realizes it, and shows it on the ice on a consistent basis, they don't deserve to be talked about by anyone. <clears throat> These two teams are woven into the fabric of our community. They are part of us. When they struggle, we feel it deep down. They're like family in that way. We support them and the least they can do is be competitive and fun to watch to support us. That's it. I'm such a sucker. I, I watch every single game and I have to pay for it because I don't live in the region. I am hopelessly devoted to this team. Get your act together, Sabres. We as a fan base are pleading with you. We deserve better. No fan base deserves this level of disrespect to its own fans that you are showing us right now. Angel, do you have anything? Okay. Um, so, that was very passionate. Uh, thank you very much for uh, putting that out there. They can't see it, but my eyes are tearing up. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is again, I, um, I think I've been in the in the Buffalo circle long enough to kind of know how it feels and don't get me wrong it's you know it, to the point where you are you're, you're a fan to the point where a touchdown a goal just kind of hurts now take that take that and just amplify it by a hundred with the Sabres Think about watching every single game. Like, I give Brian all the props. I, I told Brian that um, we're going to do a compilation. So, I'm going to do a compilation that you probably see before this segment of watching him watch the games. It's not pleasant. It, you know, there might be some little highlights here and there. But most of it is just a, a hopeful fan just wanting a team to be better. And... Doing whatever it takes to watch every game, and he's done pretty much that. Um, I've heard some stuff that disturbed me uh, that I heard lately in the in the WGR. Uh, Paul Hamilton uh, showed up on the Howard Simon show, I think, this past week, and he said something that alarmed me. And mind you, okay, this uh, when he were, uh, when he wrote this rant, this was before Kruger got fired. He's fired now. He's not. He's not a coach anymore. Is that gonna change anything? Is it too late? Yes. Um, honestly, it was a little, a little too, a little too late. It's not gonna revitalize the season. Um, clearly, you know, um, we just what was it, six zip <laughs> again. Uh, what was it? Uh, the last score. That was the Washington game, six to nothing. Last one I think was either three. It was four to one. We lost. Four to one. Yeah. So. Um, there's no, there's no intermediate, uh, there's no coach right now, as far as I know. So it's literally just, but Don yeah. Granado, the interim coach, Don Granado. Okay. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the, the disturbing thing I heard from Paul Hamilton uh, when he joined the show uh, earlier this week 
is this, and <laughs> you're probably hearing this for the first time too, but uh, I'm talking about you. Um, so this is what he said. He says in, 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 in he, he'll go to uh, team practices, and he will see them do misses during drills, do misses, miss passes, no, I've heard that. Uh, being disorganized. And the worst part about it is that Kruger would literally just let it happen. Do no penalties, no, um, no, no this or that. Um, I watched a video on YouTube. Uh, Emily, I'm a, some of you may know who she is. She's a very popular Buffalo uh, YouTuber. Um, <laughs> her eighth grade coach, <laughs> uh, when she, eighth grade hockey, women's hockey too. To top, to top that off, you know, not to say that it's different, but. It's a coach from a women's a hockey middle school team, or I guess. He's more hard-ass than Kruger was. When you miss something in the drill, do you make you do laps or make you do this or that punishment or some type of, you know, um, something to get drilled in their head that, hey, you're messed up. Kruger did nothing of that. Paul Hamill said he was just speechless that he's seen, he never seen a team so disinterested, so disorganized, so lack of heart that it's, 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 I said, I said, this is the worst Buffalo team I've ever seen in my years of watching. I'm sure some people may say there's maybe worse teams out there. I mean, the fact that this is, this team is worse than the actual tank team. A team that was designed to lose. Designed to lose. You're worse than that team. That's saying something. That's slapping the entire city of Buffalo in the face and every diehard fan in it. Yeah. Figuratively, of course. Mm-hmm. But it feels like a nice slap in the face. Yeah. And, you know, like, is it, I, I mean... Look, the, the 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 bills. We're gonna have a lot. Trust me, this is not gonna be all negativity. We're just we're just saying our piece when it comes to the Sabers because honestly, they don't really deserve to be talked about. To be talked about right now at all. No, they don't. They don't deserve to be talked about. They don't deserve our attention right now. They don't deserve our money. They don't. They just no. There has not been one single year where I haven't bought at least one piece of Sabers gear. Not one. I'm not doing it this year. Not until they turn things around. It sucks because this is, you know, Royal Blue and those jerseys are just reverse retro. Gorgeous. How do you have a gorgeous jersey and look like absolute crap? It's just look good, feel good. They, they do not look good. I mean, they do look fantastic. They don't feel good. Clearly. So. There has to be some pride that goes into wearing something that, that, look, that looks that good. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just really just going on a tent. We're just going off just to kind of get it out there and kind of just see what the Sabres do. And then obviously when we have any news about it, any positive news at least. Well, I'll be watching. Yeah. Um, Brian is, is hawk, hawkeyeing the team like crazy, making sure that everything is hopefully too par. Um, maybe you have a short list of recommendations as far as coaches or what to do, basically. You know, I don't even want to put that out there. 
I want to see Kevin Adams in action. I have four names in my head right now, but I don't think they deserve any help from anybody. I'm not saying that we're worthy of helping them, <laughs> but I'm saying... Do your job. Do your job. Do it the right way. Brandon Bean's doing his job. Mm-hmm. Take Fantastic. some notes. Fantastic job, too. But, um, yeah, um, that was a, a very passionate... Uh, Rant, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, Buffalo deserves better. Uh, <laughs> thank goodness we have the Bills doing good because if this was a different case where the Bills were bad and the Sabres were bad, this bad, I don't know what how it would be like right now. To be honest, this would be all negative. Yes, and you know it's just been a negative podcast, but you know. But, uh... Thanks for bringing up the bills. Now we can go ahead and segue into our next. Yes. Lamar Jackson back to throw. Guns it into the end zone. Intercepted. Two yards deep in the end zone. Intercepted by Taron Johnson. And he brings it out. And he's still on the run. He may go all the way. He's at the ball. The more 40. The 30 gets a block at the 20. 10. 5. Touchdown. Touchdown. Taron Johnson goes 102 yards. With an end zone interception, touchdown Buffalo! Wow. Alright guys, now that we got the rant out of the way, let's get happy. I'm ready to be happy, like, aren't you? I'm like happy. <laughs> I like being so, happy. So let's talk about the Bills and some of the free agency that's been going on thus far. Angel, you got anything on our uh, re-signees? Okay, so, um, you know, Mr. Bean was very, very busy. Very busy this season, and... uh. A certain QB called uh, QB1, uh, Josh Allen, is very happy with the results. Mm. This is what we got so far. It, there's still more time. Free agency is not over yet, but this is what we got so far. We got Daryl Williams signed. Um, uh, I think uh, I think it's uh, $4 million per year, so it's not bad. Villasiano, shocked. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm shocked that we even got uh, resigned him. But in a good way. In a very good way. Milano. Whew. Boy. <laughs> we got Milano back. I'm loving that uh, resign. Freaking great. Especially at his rate of pay. Oh, my God. Uh, Andre Smith is back, too. Good. Solid. Special teamer. I love it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Levi Wallace. He played solid. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Ike. Butker. Butker. There we go. I think that's how you pronounce it anyways. But, but you know, I was going to say butt liquor, but, you know. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> and we also got, uh, we signed uh, Taiwan Jones. Uh, we, we signed him. I think he was a uh, um, restricted free agent. I'm pretty uh, sure he was, yeah. yeah so, in other Bill's, uh, Bill's moves, we, uh, fortunately, Lee Smith, I, I, I kind of want to just gonna go on. Lee Smith has been with the Bills for a very long time. He's been through a lot of rough times with the Bills. And to see him, to have him go into, like, the hate, the start of a great thing. And having seen him, like, just seeing him, like, it's kind of, kind of brings me joy a little bit. It does. Um, he's yeah. kind of an OG to the Bills, and I'm happy. Uh, we had him for the years we had him. Uh, he got traded to the Falcons. We got a, I think, a seventh round pick seventh for seventh round pick. That's right uh, for twenty twenty two. Star Tule will return. That right there is intriguing to me mm-hmm. because there's a Bills player that I want to see do better this year. It's kind mm-hmm. of a do or die year for him, and that is Ed 
Oliver. Mm. I think Starla Tulele can help him out. I, I, I hope it works out. I'm so excited to have Star back this year for that reason in particular. Oh, yeah. We got Makahai, my boy. Makahai, contract extension, you know. I'm happy with him. I love, I love Hyde. Yeah, Hyde and Poyer together. It's oh, just a beautiful thing. It's, it's beautiful. Restructured contract for Mitch Morse. Ooh. Boy. Hell of a center. Mm. Hell of a center. I love it. Love it. Mario Addison, another restructured contract. I'm loving these restructured. Something, it's great to have free agents, but just to get restructure contracts nothing gets me going you know we haven't had this in quite a while no we if haven't. ever that i can remember anyways these guys are taking less money to stick around you know what that means mm-hmm. there is belief you know the whole believe thing yes, there is belief, belief mm-hmm. in this franchise and i am loving it yeah <laughs> uh vernon butler also restructure contract great one uh, and that's it for now. Um, uh, the ones that got away. <laughs> I just want to give this this little, little funny segment. Okay, the ones that got away. It hurts. Um, Andre Roberts. Uh, Brian's not a big fan of him, but hated him. Um, he's with the Texans. Uh, Ty Nteki. He's with the Cowboys now. That was a big loss for me. I liked him a lot. One that hurts, but it needed to be done. John Brown. Signed with the Raiders. Um, it needed to be done. I'm going to be honest. You know, he was he was a $9 million cap hit, guys. Yeah. I love smoke just as much as anybody else. But mm-hmm. uh, One move that I it kind of hurt me because I was a big fan of him last year, uh, Qu- Quentin Jefferson. Cool. Man. That, that kind of stuck. He was a monster. I love him. Uh, he's also signed with the Raiders, too. Um... There's a, there's a couple things on here in this list that's not on here, but let's say, you know, let's just get right into it, you know? <laughs> let's get into this thing. Oh, this is great. All right. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard of a player. His name's, you know, he used to be in the Super Bowl team in the Broncos. Uh, very sought after wide receiver. Oh, man. What's uh, his name? Uh, it's. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders with the Bills right now. First, let me just say something about Emmanuel Sanders with the Bills. If you haven't done so, just take a look at how he looks in our colors. It's just a thing of beauty. I will pop up a I will pop up a collage of just pictures of him in our colors, and you can't tell me by look at that guy's face. (laughs) That man right there is meant for the red, white, and blue, or blue, white, and red. But whatever it is, yes. he just, you, you can see in his face, there's a total buy-in. He's mm. happy to be there. And when you see somebody that's that happy, they're going to give their all on every single play. Mm. And that is what Buffalo's all about. Yes. Freaking fantastic. I was excited when we got him. It's not, it's not, okay, it's not a Diggs deep move. Diggs move, you know, the Diggs moves, it happened. We got our number one. That's what we need. <clears throat> Emmanuel Sanders is just a little bit better <laughs> than, than John Brown. Yes, well, which is saying which is saying much because John Brown is actually very productive. So he's very productive when he's healthy. the The thing I see the best about Emmanuel Sanders is his route running. John Brown can take the top off of a defense. Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders can do those little things on short routes that John Brown we just didn't see him do. Yeah. 
And, you know, that's something that I'm looking forward to seeing out there on the field is that awesome route running, them good hands. You know, he caught 61 passes, 726 yards, and five touchdowns last year. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be exciting to see him out there. You know, him so happy, Josh Allen, him, you know, meshing with Diggs. <laughs> it, it's, it's honestly, I don't want to sound, I don't want to get all gushy about it, but I'm going to get gushy with those things. We have, right now, our number one receiver is Stefan Diggs. Boom. Our number two receiver is Emmanuel Sanders. Who's our number three receiver, Angel? Oh, oh I don't know. <laughs> I mean, actually, secondary. You know, his, his name's Gabriel Davis. And yes, that yes. boy has got Who's hands. Who's number four? Who is number four? He, Cole know, Beasley. Who? The spitting bars, Beasley. I mean, come on. You know, you got guys that fight. They're dogs. Mm-hmm. They, Stefan Diggs, you see him make a catch, oh. and he is just in when he gets oh up. God. He's passionate. He gives you that first down sign. Oh. And I see Cole Beasley doing the same thing. And just thinking, just popping into my head randomly, just watching some of these crazy catches that oh. Gabe Davis has made. Oh. He's going to have a big second year. He's going to have a huge oh, second year. God. That's one guy I am seriously looking forward to watching. And you know who's probably the happiest of all of this? A boy that looks great in shorts. Oh. Oh, Josh Allen. He's just like in cloud nine right now. That's not sugarcoat about the shorts, though. He just looks downright sexy in shorts. Like like his shorts are going to be... (laughs) (laughs) We digress. Now, just to segue into one of our next free agent signings that's going to add some more firepower to this Mm -hmm. roster, let's talk about Jake Hollister a little bit. See, um, I don't know much about him, so maybe you can give me some insight on that one. So there's one thing that really, really excites me about Jacob Hollister playing on our team. Maybe you guys knew about it, maybe you didn't. Not many people know the University of Wyoming football team, but, well, our boy Josh Allen came from there, and also our boy now Jacob Hollister came from there. They played together for two years, one solid one. They knocked off a number 13-ranked Boise State team. And a big contributor to that was uh, Jake Hollister and Josh Allen. He played in those fields, man. Those blue grasses are really annoying. <laughs> it, it gives you a headache to watch it, but these guys performed. I tell you what, seven catches on 11 targets for 189 yards and three touchdowns in that game. I could get used to seeing that in Buffalo, boys. Mm-hmm. I could get used and, to it. And that goes with, obviously, um, the fact that right now we're kind of in like limbo with tight end. Uh, so to have that addition is actually uh, pretty awesome. Um, Can we break down the tight end position a little bit? You know how I feel about it. I, it's okay. It needs help. <laughs> it needs it needs help. Um, That's an understatement. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember one of our uh, when it comes to our defense. Um, Kansas City has it. A lot of the big teams haven't. The one thing that always tears up defenses is having that big dog tight end. Destroy your defense, and that we don't have that. Now listen, we've got the. Everybody's gonna remember that huge stiff arm play that Dawson Knox had. Mm-hmm. But guys, I've always been a huge critic of Dawson Knox because of his hands. Some of you agree with me, some of you don't, because you love his passion. But I, there, there's a couple guys on our team that I'm always critical of, and Dawson Knox tops that list usually every single game. 
Learning I every look game. For, every game. I, I look for consistency in both teams, the Bills and the Sabres. Dawson Knox hasn't showed me that consistent catchability. Mm-hmm. I'm liking the uh, Jake Hollister pick here. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can learn a little bit from each other. Jake Hollister can pick up the physicality. Knox can pick up the hands. We'll see. But uh, overall, this offense is going to be scary, guys. It's going to be scary. Um, I don't know uh, what's happening as far as um, if there's going to be any pursuit of any tight end in the free agency. I don't think so. It's not looking too great right now for Zach Ertz. Apparently, there's nothing there between the Eagles and the Bills right now. So, I don't think it's going to be happening. So, we're going to probably have to either look elsewhere or... We're gonna, we do have to address it. I mean, the sign with Hollister was is great. It's great, but it's the thing is that look, this Bills team is not trying to go against the Patriots. It's not trying to go against our division anymore. Correct. We're past that part. Where there's one team that's holding us back, <laughs> and it's a glaring team that all you guys know, the Chiefs. And what do they have that we don't? That tight end is just... Dominant. Dominant tight end. We are so close to that team. It's scary. It is. It's scary. And I'm glad you mentioned the Chiefs here because I just read something this morning and it... I don't... With our roster, how it sits right now on the offensive side, I don't know how I feel about it. I guess it wouldn't be a terrible thing, but he might cost too much money. There's been a few rumblings talking about getting Sammy Watkins back. Um, we all know that he was running his mouth about Buffalo, about how he left, and everything like that. And to to but to, to his defense, it they were pretty crappy, you know, Buffalo teams. I mean, mind yes. you, we had, you know, Tyrod Taylor. We had Tyrod Taylor. Look, the, the teams we had, the coaches we had before yeah. McDermott. Yep. We're in exactly the... It was kind of comparable to how we are with the Sabres. Sorry to bring that up again. But it's the truth. It was kind of embarrassing how our coaches were back then. So I don't really entirely blame him. No. For, yeah. for the way he... The way the words he picked uh, against Buffalo. And I'm sure he's not... He doesn't mean against the fans. The fans are, you know, very passionate. Sure, sure. And stuff. But you have, like, Dumbarone. And then you have... Straight from Dumbarone to... Rex Ryan, he's not exactly a great track record when it comes to coaches. That's true. So I don't exactly blame him for the way he is. And him being with the Rams, you yeah. know, somewhat successful team. Yeah, you go from a, a mediocre, bottom of the barrel team to the Rams and Pretty go good. from the Rams to a Super Bowl team. You know, it, everything looks, looks a lot greener <laughs> Yeah, on the other side, so... Um, I don't blame him for his comments, honestly. I don't really resent him for what, what he said. Just out of curiosity, if the price was right, you'd be happy to have him. I would, but to be honest, we don't need him. And that's something I would never thought in my <laughs> life I would say, ever. I never thought True. I would ever think of saying those words. We, we don't. don't need Sammy Watkins. It's not about Sammy Watkins. It's about, you know, we don't any need more a wide receiver. Exactly. We don't need him. We've got a legit number one who was arguably yes. the best wide receiver in the game last year. Let's just, let's just call he was. <laughs> well, you know, as Bills fans, you know, he, he was the best. But 
because <laughs> Buffalo is what it is, small market team. We're gonna get hate from other, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyways, speaking of uh, speaking of free agents, I want to get into one more guy. Mm. A little bit intriguing for me. Mm. Our backup quarterback now, Mitch Trubisky. The best thing about this signing, guys, is that he also is another one who took less money to come here. Dude's a lot making less money. <laughs> a oh. lot. Dude is making two point five million for a quarterback with fifty starts under his belt. That speaks volumes to what he thinks about the city of Buffalo and the direction this team is heading. Just let's let's put it in perspective here. He was a first round pick. <laughs> Number two pick. Number two pick. You wanna know how much money he should have gotten if <laughs> If he just got a, um, was it a, there's a, uh, there's a term that you lock down a player. Extension. No, no, there's a, there's a one, a franchise tag. If you franchise tag a number one, a a first round number two pick. He's making 10 times the amount he's making with us. Yes. 10 times. So, (laughs) now, guys, I I 10 times less, mind you. No, he's making ten times less now. If he got franchise tag, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, more. he's making he he knows. Look, he knows his situation. He knows what he been through. He needs he needs a revive. You know, he needs a uh, just kind of get bring back his career. Well, yeah, there, there's there's been rumbles about him. You know, losing confidence with how he left Chicago and everything. But I'm I'm kind of calling BS on that. When guys hit rock bottom in their career, some of them, yes, they never recover from it. But these guys are professionals. Mm-hmm. They're doing what they love to do. They're passionate about it. And if you are passionate enough to take that much less money to come to a contender and back up, in my opinion, <laughs> and most of your opinions also, mm-hmm. the quarterback of the future of the entire NFL... Mm-hmm. It just speaks volumes because l- listen, if no, we pray that Josh Allen stays healthy for his whole career. But if something terrible happens and we need uh, Mitch Trubisky to play a few games for us, he's got similar qualities to Josh. He's good on his feet. Mm-hmm. He can throw the ball deep, which we've got some runners that can take the top off the defense. So yep. it, it just fits. Everything about this thing fits. I know there's going to be pushback against it from some people, um, but I'm loving this. I'm loving this signing, guys. It, there was a quote from I forgot exactly who it was, but there was a quote that's on Twitter that really kind of hit what this signing was. Josh Allen was one injury away from having going from 13 to three to 10 to six. Mm-hmm. Reason why, and again, look, I love Matt Barkley. He was a heart. He was a Passionate player in our team. He loved Buffalo Bills. You can just tell by just watching highlights of him just going absolutely bonkers. And he was always trying to learn. Like, he you can tell. But the thing is that as a contender for a Super Bowl, you have to realize where your weaknesses are. And even down to a backup quarterback, it sounds silly because it's like something, oh, we don't really expect it. Look. Anything can happen. We have a quarterback that runs a lot, mm-hmm. that takes a lot of hits. He's a big dude, looks great in shorts, but he gets hit a lot, and he's literally an injury away from 
you know, and we need him. In his defense, he's been good about not running yeah. as much from year to year. Yeah. But yes, he still gets hit a lot. And he, you know, he gets, uh, you know, I mean, uh, if I see him get hit and do another somersault into the end zone again, I'm going to lose my... Have my, a heart attack. Yeah, I will lose it, have a heart attack. But the thing is about, we, we, we need a quarterback that's serviceable, that's has the experience. He has plenty of experience now. 50 starts, guys. Yes. 50 starts is not... Something to be underlooked. And Matt Barkley, we were actually trying to find the stats on how many starts he have. I don't imagine he doesn't have that many. I don't know if he has 10 starts, to be honest with Yeah. You. And so, with that, you know, you want to have a backup. And this guy, he willingly took a pay cut. A massive pay cut. Huge. This dude should be making, like, you know, some At serious... At least $15 million. You know... At least. But two point five. Amazing, great signing. I loved it. Matt Barkley, thank you for being on the Bills. You were fantastic. Thank you so much, Matt Barkley. Alrighty. That was a fun last segment, wasn't it? Hell yeah. Free agency, baby. Now, there's a couple players, you know, Angel and I would like to point out, maybe even call out a little bit. Um, Just a couple players we like that we want to see make some pretty big improvements next year. I'll go ahead and start. I know A.J. Epinesa was a rookie last year, but he wasn't, you know, a starter in most games. But just to go through a couple of his stats, he had 14 tackles, he had a sack, and uh, one pass breakup. Now, he was our first-round pick. One of them guys that you just want to see step up and just dominate. Like, Jerry Hughes had a consistent year last year. Oh, yeah. And uh, we, we just need somebody on that other side. And I'll, I'll be the first to tell you I was hoping we were going to get a big free agent signing on the defensive end. But everybody knows how much they cost. Mm-hmm. And having a first-round pick like A.J., I'd, I'd, I'd just love to see him step up. What you think? Yeah, he, it wasn't the greatest. Um when he had highlights, he had his highlights. He was kind of like the Knox of the defense. <laughs> yeah. Not as, as frustrating as Knox, but he was there. Uh, either he disappeared or he showed up on a big play. I think the second half did him better yeah, than the first, for yeah. sure. Most of those stats came in the second half. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I was excited for him and kind of a, it was a little lukewarm. Uh, um, coming out, so yeah, yeah lukewarm's a good term. Um, coming from the University of Iowa, you, maybe you play Ohio State, maybe you play Penn State. You, you, you don't get a huge competition factor as you would in the SEC. You know, coming out of Alabama or Florida or Auburn, colleges like that. But the dude dominated in college, and that's what I want to see him do with the Bills. Who's your guy, Angel? Who do you want to see do good? To be honest, (laughs) um, it's not a player. Okay. It's a coach. Okay. How many times have I asked you, why are we in zone? (laughs) Uh, I hear you. Okay. I hear you. Leslie Frazier. I'm calling you out, bro. Alright, looky here. Okay. There's learn to learn to adapt. And then you have your game plan, right? Mm-hmm. I think he has his game plan and he just sticks with it. For the most part. 
I can't tell you how many times that I, I, I asked Brian, like, hey, why are we still in zone? Why are we still in zone? Why do we have giant open gaps in here? And stuff. I need my defensive coordinator to adapt a little bit faster or quicker, a little bit more snappier to go against teams like Kansas City that continuously, 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 continuously use open, giant open areas where, of course, there's a player who's supposed to be there or whatever. Well, Kansas City is probably the best example. Mm -hmm. They have speed Mm -hmm. at every position on the offense, including running back. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have an elite level quarterback. There's just certain. Uh, there's, let's face it. There's guys that you just can't play man to man with. Tyree kills one of them. Yeah. It, it's just that kind of. But speed. I, I think, I think personally, we have the ball hawks that are capable of doing man to man. Yes, we get burned. Will you get burned? That's it. You, you got outdone. That's that's high that. High risk, high reward. Yes. I think we should be more in the high-risk, high-reward type of thing because clearly one thing is not working. We've gotten, we've gotten gashed so many times by tight ends yeah. over the middle, over the middle, over the middle, or there should be these wide-open plays. That shouldn't be the case. And that's happened a little bit. Again, we've had the, one of the best Bills teams in recent memory. Mm-hmm. I'm Last offense. year. Yes, an offense, and just in general. And that's the but, point, really. Like, yeah. why not be high risk, high reward when you have an offense that can keep up with just about anybody? Exactly. You have you have a safety goat. You have a safety goat. You have a safety blanket. You have the offense to bail you out in those mistakes. We can tit for tat. Mm-hmm. I say for the most part. I think I think we do we need to do a little bit more um, more tit for tat. You know, we, 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 you know, we, a lot of times this past season, we will, well, okay, they scored, we score. They yeah. scored, we score. Yeah. Um, it's, it, we, at least we have somewhat of a confidence in that, but we're not still, we're not there yet mm-hmm. to be like, 100%, we're going to score because you guys scored. You know, that's, that's not 100%. I think now with a lot of the, the, the free agent signings, I think we're, I'm a little even more confident now that if we get scored on, I expect yeah. us to do the same exact thing, which is that, that's the NFL now. That's the it, NFL now. Exactly, it's air raid offenses, and we are built for that. But just to kind of go on the opposite end of the spectrum yeah. with the air raid, it, a lot of the good teams have good running backs. Mm-hmm. Look at Tennessee, Derrick Henry, Tannehill. I, I've never been high on him, but he can throw the ball when he needs to. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. And the reason for that is because of Derrick Henry so dominant. People fear him. They bring linebackers up, so it makes it easier for them one-on-ones. That's what I want to see out of our boys, Motor and Moss. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go off on a thing here. Not not against the running backs, but... A lot of people talk about running backs, but I always always ask them the same question. Where they are in position, did they get knocked out of the playoffs? Where we are, with <laughs> our running backs, they, it's as much as a lot of the old schoolers don't want to admit it. It is a passing league, <laughs> yeah. and I'm one of them old schoolers. Yeah, and it, well, you like it or not, it's a passing league. The passing league teams advance. That's what's happening. Tampa Bay, uh, us. Um, Kansas City, 
you know, look what happened in Baltimore. They had great running. If you don't pass the ball, you ain't gonna get. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. No one's gonna fear you. Yep. You have a running back. You have one player or two that we have to stop. That's it. Oh, uh, what happens when it comes to passing? You have one, two, three, four. In the middle, you got minimum five players to worry about when it comes to passing. Yeah. And then you also have to worry about the quarterback that can just run it at any given time. So this thing is, you know, I am not so crazy on the running back, but I would I like to have someone a little bit more impactful? Would I like to see more improvement in the, the position? Yes. Um, do you I mean improvement from the, what we currently have, both. or do you want to add? Both. To be honest, I, I'm good with either one. I love Singletary. I love his... Like, if there's one thing that was so wholesome is watching Gore and and yeah and Singletary yeah. just it, that dynamic was just great. I loved it. I don't know why I got rid of it to be honest, but you know. And let me get into Singletary a little bit. From his one of the glaring stats that I saw from his first year to his second year, we we, we were frustrated with the fumbles the first year. Mm-hmm. He went from four fumbles his rookie year to one fumble last year. Mm-hmm. It's great. But I feel like he put too much emphasis on that. I feel like he can put that behind him now that he's a little bit confident. He can hold on to the ball, and we might see that dominant uh, Devin Singletary that we've all been looking for. Motor. Motor for a reason. Yes. And not to overshadow Zach Moss, he's our bruiser. Mm -hmm. You know, with the uh, Fred Jackson and, you know, him him and the... We uh, need our Fred Jackson. We we, need the bruiser. We need the guy that just, like, just dominates... One on ones. Exactly. That that's what I'm that's what I was looking for out of Zach Moss. That's what I saw in him the day we drafted. I'm like mm. he could be that Fred Jackson for us. I'm not like if we don't do anything about our running back, um, as far as like I'm not gonna say it's gonna be do or die. It's just going to improve. It's gonna help us. It Is it going to put us into the next level? I wouldn't say so, but it would help. And to one be thing, able to. One thing the running backs do do is the, the time of possession. When you can get those extra first downs on a third and one where you particularly don't want to have to pass the ball, it, it's just a big help. And that's something that I'm I'm pleading with these two guys to make some big strides in the second year. You got anybody else you're looking at? Um, honestly, it's... Um... <laughs> I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to say it because I might get some hate on this one. But uh, Josh Allen. Ooh. Okay. So look, 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 look. Okay. okay. Josh Allen. Okay. This is this is what I mean about Josh Allen. He had a MVP like season. Yeah. He he was great. It was amazing. It was a fun season. But he did have a lot of a lot of the stuff. It's still there from the nervous 2018 uh, Josh Allen, like not getting rid of the ball type of thing. I'm, I'm sure he's gonna improve with it, but it was embarrassing to see our quarterback run 21 plus yards in the, <laughs> and then take a sack. That you know it, stuff like that. He needs to learn how to get rid of the ball a little bit more. He's he, he improved by seeing you see more. So, just to touch on that a little bit, I, w- I was getting ready. I was, I was cock-locking ready to fight you on this one. <laughs> to the death. But, 
talking about the Chiefs game where you know ran 20, 20 yards back and took a sack instead of trying to get rid of the ball. <clears throat> AFC Championship game is not something to be overlooked. Mm-hmm. It's a huge monument to this team. Mm-hmm. Not just to the quarterback, to everybody on the roster. We haven't been to this level yet. Mm-hmm. I, he's got the cobweb shaken off. He's a professional. He cares. I think if we get to this position, and I believe we will next year, mm-hmm. he's going to have a whole new type of swagger in that type of uh, environment and that type of pressure game. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just, like I said, I just need less of the crazy Josh Allen. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Crazy, and a lot of people know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about crazy Josh Allen, the one that does tries to make something out of nothing. And what I mean by crazy, okay, there's brave Josh Allen, there's crazy Josh Allen, there's great Josh Allen. The crazy Josh Allen is the one that uh, tries to do things like when he's trying to make something happen for 21 yards. Like hurdle or, a Vikings player. Yeah. Well, that's no, that's that's uh, that's, that's crazy Josh Allen. That's crazy Josh Allen, but that's also uh, the good part of the crazy part. Well, it, it shows that fight. It's look, I know, I understand he. What, what I mean is that he, I, I need him to know what... I need him to understand what is feasible, what's possible, and what's not. Basically, that's what, what I'm trying to say. It's like, that 21-yard... That that, that, that that place is going to be stuck in my head for a very long time because it was embarrassing. Let's be honest here. Yeah. It's the AFC game. I don't need you to be doing shit like that. Yeah. Sorry for my curses, but you know that is what it is. I don't need you to be doing things like that, please. And I know what you're trying to do. But if it ain't there, it ain't there. Mm-hmm. I know he knows. I know he knows that there's opportunities there. It's just that that. So there, there, there's a thing like grit, yes. and desire, and sometimes it can get the better of us. Mm-hmm. You, you, you sit there and you focus and you think of the best case scenario in every play, and you try to make it happen. But you know he's. I get exactly where you're coming yeah. from. You got to make smarter decisions. That's what the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers of the world do. If he wants to get to that top elite status, mm-hmm. you're right. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because you bring up some really hot takes, and I was gonna fight you. But this is smart it's, stuff. It, it, honestly, it's it's this thing that uh, fans. The thing is, uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go off of the tent. Uh, just a quick thing here. This podcast is. Bias, yes. We're obviously talking about our favorite teams, but we also want to be realists too. Mm-hmm. We don't want to just be like, "Well, Josh Tanner's just do the best he can." No, no, no. Do better. Mm-hmm. I need you to do better. I don't care if you try to do this. You didn't need to do that. There is no ceiling. Get yeah, better. there's. I, I, we we're not we're not <laughs> going to let things just pass because he's Josh Allen. We're here to dominate, not win close games. Yeah, you know, winning close games like it's fun. It is. But we we we're we're we are trying to create a podcast that's also realistic as best as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're gonna get some stuff that we talk about that you're not gonna like, but you gotta hear from uh, hear us out. Mm-hmm. And maybe it'll give you a different perspective on yeah. how things are, you know, and maybe maybe you get appreciation of you know. Looking at things in a different perspective than just the cloudy eye fanboy, or <laughs> and that's yeah. easy to fall into that with yeah. Josh Allen. Very, but uh, that that was a serious hot take. I like that. 
another one that a lot more people are going to agree with me on is that Oliver. You know, the, the coming out... He frustrates out, me. Oh, God. He frustrates yeah. me because I know he can do so much. And they kind of... Not that I bought into it very much, but the uh, dominant guy from the Rams. The, the guy that they compared Aaron him Donald. to. Aaron Donald. That was his draft comparison. And when he played in college... Not that I just bought into the whole comparison thing. Oh, he's, you know, Aaron Donald. He's going to be this type of guy. But you saw those traits in him when, you, when he played in college in his highlight videos. And you look up all different kinds of videos and you saw that. And you're like, we need this. We need... The last guy on the defensive tackle side that I was excited about was Marcel Darius. I hated when we got rid of him, but I know why we did it. But he was dominant. Mm -hmm. Dominant run stopper, and he could break through the line to get to the quarterback, too. This is what I need out of Ed Oliver. 33 total tackles, three sacks, one forced fumble is not good enough for me at that position. It's just not. This is a do-or-die year for Ed Oliver. He needs to step up in a big way, and I'm hoping Star Latula can help him with it. You got anything on that? No, you're you're right. You're right on the right on the, with that one because <clears throat> I, I like the guy a lot. He uh, as far as like a person that embraces the community, he's mm-hmm. definitely one of them. Yep. He's he fits in perfectly fine with the team. He, I it's just you see the guy. You know how you you like you just look at a player and you like. That guy could probably murder. <laughs> just, just like, just really, just go on down on, on offensive linemen, yeah, like nothing. But then yeah. it doesn't happen. It's like you look at DJ Metcalf. He looks like a, <laughs> a like freak a freak of nature. A freak of nature, and he plays like a freak of nature. Oh yes, he does. I want Ella Oliver to play like what he looks like. He yep. looks like someone that you should fear at any given time, but yet. It hasn't really happened. He has his highlights. But in college, not so much here. Yeah, but. you know, he looks like someone that really can destroy a line. But it just hasn't happened. And, and this is his last year to do it. It is. This is a do or die If there's for any time for him to, to break out, to have a breakout season, it's now. And, and Star needs to be working with him right now. He needs to be a sponge in this offseason. Mm-hmm. Get as much info as you can. I'm not saying Star's the best defensive tackle ever to play the game, but he can learn from him. Oh, the guy, the guy, Star, he's, he's, um, you know, I would say he's kind of like the, the Kyle Williams of the group. He's <clears throat> very experienced. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's not, he's not, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have eye-popping stats, mm-hmm. but he gets the job done. Yeah. And that's what I like about Star. And he also can teach these young guys yes. to get this done. You know. And those guys are really important. Mm-hmm. We saw it with Kyle Williams. We saw it with all the, you know, older guys that are getting ready to retire. It's a big deal. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I've got another guy in mind that, uh, his stats might jump out to some of you that don't pay attention to that kind of thing, but thinking about guys that I want to see step up, and <laughs> let's face it, if this guy steps up next year, he's going to get on that elite Trey White status. Mm-hmm. Name's Taron Johnson. Taron Johnson! What's the first thing that comes to mind when oh you think of Taron Johnson? Oh my god! I almost fell over. 101 <laughs> yard oh. pick six. 
AFC divisional round. I, I just can't like I can't even with that guy. I mean, the Did, guy blew up in the playoffs. He blew up in the second half of the season yeah. and the playoffs. He, Let me just go through just just to emphasize the stats. This is mind blowing. I I did not know this was even a thing when you told me, but I was like, wait a minute. Twenty twenty stats. Mm-hmm. Ninety four tackles. God. One sack. One forced fumble. Two picks. Two picks, and we all remember the one against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Seven pass deflections, five run stuffs. You, you look at these kind of stats from a cornerback slash safety secondary guy. He had a huge year. Mm-hmm. And you, me, everybody else knows we've been looking for that one guy to play alongside Trey White. It's... Trey White's our guy. Mm-hmm. If we can get somebody at least close to his type of level of uh, elite status, if Taron Johnson steps up this year, it's going to be that. And th- th- their teams are going to be afraid to play us. Speaking of cornerback. Go ahead. I think this is going to be the year. And, again, this is a, I'm going to say right now, Trey White's going to have the best year <laughs> of his life this next Ooh. year. Trey White is going to explode. People talk about, like, uh, you know, he's a shutdown corner. He will be the shutdown corner of the year. He will be up there for contention of defensive player of the year. I have a feeling he's going to do it. And it, Last it, year, it was a it was a cool-off season from his previous year. It wasn't as impressive, and that's but it's saying, still consistent. Oh, yeah. Still That's consistent. saying something because yes. his stats from year to year are just outrageous. Yes, stupid. And it's easy to talk about Trey White because he's such a likable dude. Dude's like he's Buffalo, man. He is Buffalo <laughs> to the max. But uh, go ahead and continue. I had to get that. No, in. no, no, no. It, I mean, everyone loves Trey White. I love Trey White. I love him so much that I think that this year is going to be the year that he is truly going to cement himself as one of the best. And that's not speaking out of passion. Mm. Part of it is. But he's that good, guys. Mm -hmm. You look at his stat sheet compared to your quote-unquote elites. Like, uh, who's that joke over in New England? Well, joke over in uh, Miami. I'm I'm joking. He got got 10 10, 10 interceptions. That was a dominant year on the interception side. But if you look at his highlights, he's been burnt a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. So, That's one thing that, that, that Trey White does not let happen often is that he doesn't let touchdowns happen often. He doesn't let himself get burnt. He has the capability of catching up with a lot of these receivers, mm-hmm. um, especially these, you know, again, we're, we're this he, is a different. He just puts himself in the right position. Yeah. I love watching him play. It's so much it's fun. It's just, you look at the guy and he's. Especially my favorite ones is when he just like hops in a route out of the blue. He straight up RKO's that freaking ball out of nowhere. And then you're like, how the hell? But you just see him like just patiently watching, looking at the quarterback. Oh, yeah. And just see him just like jump the route, grab that. And it was like every time I see him do those interceptions, which is pretty much all he does is the pop-up interceptions. He's an opportunist. He is an opportunist. He's extremely smart at the game. It's just, I think he's going to elevate that this season. I he, think. Yeah, I could see that. And to, just to kind of yeah. add to that whole thing, 
you know, it, it's awesome watching him make the plays, but mm. you just do yourself a favor and <laughs> look at his face after he makes mm. the play. He is always smiling. Yes, dude. He's just infectious. It's fun to watch. He yeah. gets everybody else around him feeling good, and that's a leader. I, I love I love Trey White. I, not in hindsight, I think you know, Trey White would have been one of the jersey picks. But um, <laughs> um, one last player for me. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, uh, I, I just picked up his jersey. Oh, oh. The, Dawkins, bro, you're a snow. You this are dude, already snow. You are already snow. Dude, I swear, Dawkins is just like. Buffalo to the max. He's Buffalo to the max. He, he plays with passion. So much passion. Mm-hmm. He's, he's the. I mean. He's got an important job. He yeah. has a. Yes, he is like. Behind Allen, he is uh, Allen's right hand man. Mm-hmm. He is, he is the heart of the team. I yeah. think he's, if anything, I think he is the heart of the team. Heart and soul. Um, obviously, um, taking the reins from Eric Wood. Huh. Um, it, it's 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 kind of like it's kind of mesmerizing to see the the growth of Dawkins from yeah. when he first started to <clears throat> what he is now, and just like how much he embraced. The leadership role that he's yeah. been given, it's 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 honestly mind blowing. Just watching you know him just do him, and it doesn't just go with the offense. You see him in the defensive line. You see him mm-hmm. in the defense pumping them up. Oh yeah, you know you know just like he's, and and that's not even talking about him as a player. I'm just talking about him as a person in the team, a leader. He is the epitome of a leader, and I think again you know. When it comes to, I don't think I think he's just gonna get better. He's just gonna get better every single year. Yeah. Um, People are gonna continue to feed off of him, mm-hmm. and <laughs> this is the type of infectious things that we need on our team. Mm-hmm. You know, passion. People, guys, feed off of that. Yes. Passion and, and, and success. And let, let me get, let me let me just let me just get something out of my chest for a second here. Look, looky here, people out there that watch the Buffalo Bills dance. And play in the snow and shit and stuff. Let me let me let me tell you this. They're having fun. They're not disregarding the opponent. They're having fun. Now think about this for a second. I don't mean to cut you off because yeah. you're getting on a tangent, but this is important. Mm-hmm. Football is a game. Yes. What happens when you play games? You have fun. Yes. That's what it's all about. Yes. Continue on that. Yes. It's honestly, it's like I, I see like these I see other opponents just using it as like Bolts and boards. I'm like, go ahead. It's fine. Go ahead. Get offended by a team dancing on pra- uh, during practice and stuff. They've been doing this all year. You haven't done a damn thing about it. Add some salt to your fries and your steak. Yeah. And get out of my face. Look, I, you know, it's it, I, I, a lot of people put that as bolts and boards stuff. And look, I may be uh, being hypocritical here when it comes to certain bolts and boards stuff, but. Josh Allen said something last year regarding Juju Spencer mm-hmm. and um, dancing on our logo. That's a different situation. That is a hugely different situation. I always uh, point that situation to what Terrell Owens did to the Dallas Star. Yeah. He disrespected the logo. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing. Apparently, Juju has been doing it, was doing this all season. And Doesn't mean it's right to do it in our season. I don't care. How many logos you dance on. Yeah. 
that logo represents more than just a football team. Yep. I said this earlier. The Bills and the Sabres are woven into the fabric of our community. Mm -hmm. The Bills seem to realize that. Not so much the Sabres, but I, I, I digress. Yeah. When Josh Allen, who is the poster child for who represents the Buffalo community, yep. sees someone disrespecting their logo, he's going to speak out on it. See, that's bulletin board. That's stuff you use to motivate yourself. Yes. Not, not a team dancing on their own practice field dancing. Yeah. That's you can't compare the two. One's disrespect and one's just having fun. Yep. Uh, some people say, "Oh, well, Juju's just having fun." No, he knows what he's doing mm -hmm. when he's doing that. You can't pretend that that, that the, the Terrell Owens thing didn't happen. It's literally itching history. It it's is. shown up in like these highlight reels all the time. And this, yeah. Let's just say, yeah. This Bills team, they don't need. A reason no. to run the score up, but on don't you. give them a reason. But don't give them. <laughs> don't a reason. give them a reason because you. And, and it like, feels so good saying oh, that. Oh, it's now. just honestly, it's just some, it, it, it's something I haven't experienced. You know, Brian obviously has experienced the crazy confidence of a Buffalo sports team, mm -hmm. both the Sabers and you know the the Bills. Yeah, I haven't really experienced it with. I'm, I, I oh, got you're maybe experiencing a, it right. Yeah, now. I'm experiencing it right now with the Bills. Yeah, I maybe got a little, maybe got a little bit a bit of it with the Sabers when we were on the uh, what I think a 15 game winning streak or something like that. Yeah. You know that that was that, but that was pretty much the closest thing when it comes to it, and that's kind of sad. Yeah. But anyway. Um, but yeah, that's. I just want to get and put that out there because I'm. I, I, that was one thing that kind of irritated me last year. People comparing the two. I'm like, no, stop it. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. That was a great way to close this segment. But lastly, don't give us a reason to run the score on you. Yes, that's all I got to say. Because we will. Because we'll do it, and we'll have fun doing it. Ask the Dolphins. Before I get into it, this is just something that Angel and I love to do before every season starts. Every year. We, we talk about our opponents. Mm -hmm. And then we break down the games and we figure out what our record could possibly be. And I have it written down. Last year, I put 14-2. and two. Not too far off. Not too far off. But, you know. I had 12-4. And, four. and the, guys, it, we, we know you like to do it, too, so... You know, feel free to, you know, comment, chime in, tell us where we're wrong, give us your takes, we'll, we'll shout them out. Alright, uh, home. Let's just start with the obvious ones. Our division of rivals. Mm -hmm. Let's start with Miami. Things I like about Miami. <laughs> well, obviously there's not much to like about Miami, <laughs> but they had a formidable defense last year. Yep. I'm still seeing two wins. Do, do I have to disregard the last game? That didn't count. <laughs> that, that counted. We, our backups just ran the score you just on got to yourself. Listen, they had... I'm not saying against us. Let's just say... Not many teams had a good defense against us. But the Dolphins had a pretty good defense last year. And it's something to be admired. All things considered, they're a division rival. They're... They're, they're not going backwards. They're going forwards, much unlike the Jets, mm -hmm. in my mind. But, they're, in, all, in all honesty, they're my most feared team in the, in the division. Yeah, that's fair. And I still see two wins against them. 
But let's get something. Let's get something out of you. What do you got on the Dolphins? All right, the Dolphins. Um, you have Tua, right? Is he still part of your quarterback? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I haven't seen two wins. I'm seeing two wins. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't fear him. This is something that me and him go back and forth I do about not, all the time. I do not fear Tua. I, it's just something I, about Tua that just doesn't really get me. Like you know, I loved. Tua in college. Yeah. I thought he was so much fun to watch. He maybe, was. Maybe because Alabama just dominated people on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. But he just had this flair about him that was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it happening in Miami. No. It hasn't happened yet. I still hope it doesn't. But go ahead. The reason why I'm so sour on Tua is because what the Dolphins did to Tua. That's okay. why I'm sour about Tua. Okay. I don't fear him because he's not developed. He's not developed. Like he should have. Mm-hmm. Miami, you had a golden opportunity last year. Yes. You got a couple wins. Oh, fantastic. What'd that get you? You okay. got knocked out of the playoffs by a backup team yep. with a 10-6 record. By what, 30 points? Yes. So, what did I do for you? What did Tua do for you? Nothing. Not, not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. And, you know, most of your wins were because of the defense or Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Here was the problem with uh, Miami. With what I, This is why I think they ruined Tua. Okay. What they should have done is had Tua behind Fitzpatrick. Um, they had Tua behind Fitzpatrick the whole entire time. And the thing is, is oh, you good. Um, the thing is with with um, Tua is that I think he should have been behind. He should have been behind uh, Fitzpatrick the whole entire time. I think he should have developed because that's the thing is like he was a quarterback in a non traditional, um, non traditional um, offense. True. I think he should learn <clears throat> underneath a well developed, well developed, awesome backup quarterback. Yeah. I think he should have developed. He should have learned. Here's the thing. Josh Allen did not really need that because he was in a pro-style offense with Wyoming. Wyoming yeah. So that's why I'm not comparing. A lot of people are like, oh, well, Josh Allen didn't need to do it. I mean, because Josh Allen was coming off of something similar or at least familiar compared to Alabama. Alabama's not something you can carry on to the NFL. At that's, least not yet. That's very true. And to add to that... To be honest with you, I don't know who the Dolphins quarterback coach is, but Ken Dorsey is a huge factor in Mm -hmm. producing Josh Allen up to his status now. Mm -hmm. We can't compare Tua and Josh. It's just no comparison at this point. But just to keep keep going, I've got us 2-0 against the Dolphins. You? (coughs) 2-0? I say 2-0. Okay. Um, I don't think think the 2-0 is going to be as close. I mean, as um, easy. As last season. Okay. Not to say that it was easy. I mean, <clears throat> relatively easy. I mean, if the first game, Josh Allen just balled out of control. Yeah. And, and it was second, close up to halftime. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then the second game, it was, well, we don't, I'm sure they don't want to talk about that. But <laughs> I definitely do. We, it was just a massacre it in was. every way. It was. It was, um, it was fun to watch. Oh, I loved it. It was, it was like, you know, oh, my God. Anyways. Let's but yeah. get into New England. They made some big free agent moves. Now... I like Cam Newton as he's he's a fun he was a fun to watch player. Mm-hmm. Passionate. Passionate player. He's 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 got a lot of key Cocky, things. Cocky, entertaining yes, to watch. He's entertaining. But 
We saw it in the Super Bowl against Denver where he just got the score ran up. That's on. literally the last of it right there. That's it. And, you know, let's not take anything away from Bill Belichick. When he sees somebody in, when he sees something in somebody, we can't discount it. Mm-hmm. Now, let's see how he develops them. Um, our games against New England, I, I really like the fight in us. I've loved sweeping them last year. The, that beat that last season. Oh, man. But they let, let's not discount their free agent moves. Mm-hmm. When Cam Newton was in Carolina, Greg Olson was at the top of his game. They got two big tight end signings. Mm-hmm. They still got Julian Edelman, yep. huge route runner. Um, <clears throat> that offense, you know, if, if they mesh well at the beginning of the year, if their chemistry's built, they're going to be formidable. Personally, I don't see them being higher than a 9-8 and eight team. 9-8 and eight because there's 17 games this year. Mm-hmm. In my mind, we beat them twice again. What about you? Um, <laughs> so, um, I already talked about this before with Brian, and I'm going to say it again. The Patriots are pulling a Dolphins. <laughs> think, about it. think about it like this. The Dolphins, what were they really known for before the, the tour era, I guess you would call it. Before the tour era, what was one thing the Dolphins were always known for? A big free agent. Big free agent here. Big free agent there. Look, I'm sorry, Bill, <laughs> but um, just you just literally using up, what, I think it was like 100-some a million in four players. It was a lot of money. It was a lot of money. I don't personally think that's a very sustainable way to really keep a team up. Now, come and think about it. I don't think they even care. I don't think I don't think New England really cares. That is not sustainable. They want. I think Bill just wants one more. That's a hot take. Run. I think Bill wants just one one more little run, and then retire. That's a hot take. I, I like think it. that's what it is. I think this what this is. It screams, "I need this one more. I need this one last time," because you're not getting it. And you're not getting it. It's not going to stay consistent. Doing that, you especially know, the fact that you signed Kim Newton, your backup quarterback. I would like to believe that he's going to be your backup because you're probably going to get a draft to player. I'm sorry, Kim Newton's not the type of player to be teaching. Uh, 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 you know, a youngin. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's it's just not. That's not it. And to kind of piggyback off of that point, you, you mentioned that it screams, "I want one more run." Yeah. But does it really scream it when Cam Newton is your quarterback? I hate taking things away from him because I like him as a player, but he he doesn't have it anymore. He just doesn't. I I agree with you there completely. I'm not saying what <laughs> outsiders are looking differently. Yes, outsiders like this is a plea plea for help type of thing, but you still have Cam Newton, so I'm not really afraid of that. Right, that's exactly where I'm at right now. You still have Cam Newton. You have no one that that it's is it so hard for New England, New England, the the dynasty to literally hold out one or two years. Build up a roster like the Bills did, and then have a consistent team yep. be up in the top or be at least competitive. This what you're doing by signing all these players is not 
sustainable. You're not going to stay good for a while. You're just going to like kind of like fade. And I've got another hot take on top of your hot take. That smoldering take. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is gonna sting some Patriots fans slash Bill Belichick lovers. Mm-hmm. Is this a plea to have one more big run? Or is this a plea to say I don't need Tom Brady? Personally, I think they're both two of the same. Per, nah, personally, Tom Brady was the reason for that success. Oh, yeah. He took Tampa Bay to a damn Super Bowl and won it in his first year mm-hmm. as a quarterback in Tampa. As it pains me, it stings me to say that. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady was the reason for New England's success. Mm-hmm. That's why I have us winning two against this against New England this year. Nope. Are you agreeing with me? No, yeah, I agree. Um, again, just like Miami, it's going to be closer games. Okay. But, again, you're comparing total beatdowns to slight beatdowns. Okay. All right, so, uh, 4-0. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the Jets. Just go. 2-0. Uh, okay, so moving on to the next one. 6-0 <laughs> for both of us. Sorry, Jets. You just had you haven't done anything that really warrant me to you know. You lost. You lost. The, you lost the race to uh, Trevor Lawrence. You lost it. <laughs> you lost it. You screwed up. You screwed the pooch. I'm sorry. You're not. You're not intimidating. It's a quarterback league. Get your quarterback. Get your quarterback. Look when when you're tanking. Just I hate. Listen, I me. I'm gonna fight to the death over hating tanking because I love to see my team be competitive. Mm-hmm. And to watch them win games as a Bills fan, it made me happy. If I were a Jets fan, I'd be sick to my stomach knowing I lost out on Trevor Lawrence. Not to say he's going to be an elite level quarterback. He could be. There's a potential. There's always there, a potential. But there's the potential. You have the chance of having a generational talent. You have a chance at a chance it. Get, take the chance. What does it benefit you if you win? Why bother? What does a two and thirteen season mean, or two and fourteen? Nothing. Season you mean? now you lost a chance at. at, at, at I don't know. It, it's it, the thing is like okay, I understand losing seasons are not fun. I've been through them with the both teams. <laughs> yeah. I've been through a tank, two tank, three tank seasons with the Sabers. I know it's not fun. It hurts, but it's the patience, the the end goal, and it. You were right there. <laughs> you had Trevor Lawrence in your sights, and you let him go. Oh, my God. So, let's get away from the yeah. Jets, because they're just frustrating. Uh, let's get into Atlanta. Hey, this is a team that actually is trying to rebuild the proper way. They're trying. Um, you and I have different uh, perspectives on Matt Ryan. I've never been high on him. He's had good stats, but he just doesn't have that... That, that, the killer instinct. No. Like you see Josh Allen. He yeah. fights for every down. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see it out yeah. of Matt Ryan. See, the thing is, um, I think, again, and uh, I guess uh, one of the points next year that did get the idea that, you know, hey, it's a changing league. It's a different type of league. Yep. That's what the Falcons are not – I. I think they're rebuilding, and I think eventually Matt Ryan will not be it a Falcon sooner than later. I don't know how soon, but I imagine it won't be. It will be pretty soon because 
They're rebuilding. You already know they're rebuilding. They're not going to rebuild with Matt Ryan. No, and the coaching change was their biggest move. Yeah. So that, that was huge for us. I don't, I don't, I don't, um, I mean, I imagine we're going to get a win off of them. Um, it's a rebuilding team. Look, it's, 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 is the games, okay, as a team as, as, that's good, you expect them to win against teams that are bad or rebuilding. Yes. That's it. It's pretty as simple as that. It's not, you can't really put too much thought into it. It's simple as that. They're a bad team. We're a good team. We beat good, we beat bad teams. That's it. That's it. Not to mention, this is, uh, as of right now, scheduled to be a home game for us against Atlanta. Let's say it's in the winter. They play in a dome. That just adds to mm-hmm. how we should beat them. So I'm saying a win. That brings us to 7-0. Uh, are you on page with me there? Yep. All right, 7-0. Let's go to Carolina. Another rebuilding team. Okay. Closer to finishing their rebuild, Yep. I would say. On the offensive side, maybe. Yeah. They did lose Curtis Samuel, which is one of the guys I was... You, you know yeah, very well I was yeah. praying for him. But yeah. um, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I felt for him because of that nasty injury. Honestly, had. dude, it's like, it's, it hurts. It's like he, uh, I mean, honestly, it's a guy you cannot not root for. Yeah, it's, it's hard to hate Unless him. you're going against him and you destroy him. But don't <laughs> hurt him. <laughs> exactly. It, it, Carolina's never been that team, even when Cam Newton was, you know, the outgoing, hard to or easy to hate quarterback. Yeah, there's just something about him that you can't hate. But Teddy Bridgewater just brings a new meaning to that. I hope he succeeds. Not against us. Another home game. I'm saying eight and zero. You? Now, now, mind you, uh, also to the to the viewer listener. Um, this is early, stupid early predictions. Stupid early. <laughs> so stupid early. we have them at 8-0. That can change. Free agency the, hasn't even the draft ended yet. hasn't started. The draft. I mean, there's a lot of things. I always always think of the draft as free agency 2.0 because yes. we'll move there too. So yes. um, this is a really early, and do we truly believe it's 8 You know, As of right now, it's 8-0. 8 wins, yes. Let's move to Indy. That's an, that's an intriguing one for me. Damn, they gave us a they gave us a fight. They gave us a dog fight. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> Matt, Stafford, that, Matt Stafford's quarterback. No, Matt Stafford's in L.A. Oh, it's in LA. this is Carson Wentz. That's right. Carson Wentz is the quarterback of the Colts now. The dude has stats. Mm-hmm. He's got the ability. Mm-hmm. He's he hasn't showed it all. Like he's the reason why Philly got so far. To the playoffs that year, and Nick Foles took them to the promised land. Yep. Thank God they won, because <laughs> if I saw New England win another one, I'd be throwing up. <laughs> but, you know, Carson Wentz has what it takes to be a starting quarterback in this league. Obviously, he's got the injury issues, but I... You know, I, <clears throat> you know that, how we talked about upgrades that need to be done for good teams? Yes. They did exactly what they needed to do. They did exactly what they needed to do. Would, yeah. I, would I have liked to have seen Phillip Rivers come back? Yes. Yeah. Is he an easy guy to like? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's one of them quarterbacks that have them stats that doesn't have the Super Bowl. He's like the Dan Marino. He is this generation's Dan Marino. He Hands is. down. And stats that just like, what the hell happened? How did you not win one? Yeah. So, but let's... Golden let's yeah, let's, <laughs> cool. veer, let's veer off of the offense yeah. of the Colts. The, the thing that scares me about oh, that them most defense. is the that defense. defense. How many points did we score against the Colts in that uh, first, the wild card I round? Think that was 
Was it like a 10 to 9 game or a, what was, was the score? I think it was 13. That? 13 points <laughs> with our offense. Josh Allen. Yeah. We just. It, it, what did it take? That last Hail Mary for us to oh, say? Oh, it was 27 24. 27 24. That was a low scoring game. And it just felt like it dragged. Like, they had an answer. They had an answer for almost everything. Their defense is strong. They're great run stuffers. It took down to a damn Hail Mary. A Hail Mary. A Hail Mary to finish the game. To finish them off. They, I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't be surprised if we lose to them. I'm calling it a win because I'm not high on Carson Wentz, but if you want to give us our first loss, I'll write that down. I, I, I would say, yeah. I think That's a home gonna... game for us, too, and they do play in a dome. We don't know if it's early season or late season yet. I, I'm i going to go, I'm, I'm going to say no, they're going to be the, the, the sleepers. They're going to be the guy that, okay. that, that knocks us off. Angels at 8-1, and one, I'm still at 9-0. and oh. mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's, get in, <laughs> let's get into the Houston Texans. <laughs> this moving this on. guy's no 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 we're, we're not moving on yet. I, I I just need to touch on something here. You you got a quarterback in Deshaun Watson who is just a game changer. He has nobody to throw the ball to anymore. And still made second in overall quarterbacks. Yes, and that, this is one guy that I wasn't particularly high on coming out of college. I was, but damn it, he proved me wrong. I was. He proved me wrong. Now, he had uh, DeAndre Hopkins, which, <laughs> let's face it, yeah. generational talent. He's going to help any quarterback do well. But he did it without him, too. He put up big numbers. Now, in reference to what's going on this year. What was their record, 13-3? I, I don't know. They had a terrible record last year. But uh, they did not... Like he does not want to play for them. Mm-mm. He's made it evident. It it's it's sad to see for the Houston Texans because we know what it's like with Josh Allen to just love and admire a quarterback so much, and that's what they have. But you know they don't they don't have JJ Watt anymore. Yeah, they were a four and twelve team last year, and and he still put up the stats. I just want to emphasize this. He had close to 4,600 yards yes. over the air. Yes. And their team went 4-12. and 12. That, that, that just says something about how bad your defense is. That's how bad your team is. But it says something also about how talented he is. And if he's put in the right position, he can do great things. I don't blame him for wanting to leave, but then again, I don't blame the Texans for trying to do everything they can to keep him. With all that being said, with how Houston looks this year, we're we're yeah. dominating. Yeah, that's a ten and zero for me. This, um, mind you, this is also not including a potential trade. I say, if uh, Watson. Ends up in any team in our schedule. Any team. That will dramatically shift that. It will. And we'll talk about that as that goes on. But uh, what was it? Carolina was talking about wanting them. The Jets have been talking about wanting them. And to be honest, most of the the destinations that he could end up in is in our schedule. It is. So we're going to see him again, whether we like it or not. (laughs) You know, there's always... 
there's a team that would scare the hell out of me to get Deshaun Watson, and if they somehow the Jets. no, not the Jets, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Ben Roethlisberger is at the end of his career. He's mm. still performing. He, he's not putting up the numbers like he used to. No. But just imagine how scary that team would be with their defense. Stupid scary. With Deshaun Watson as their quarterback. Mm-hmm. So you and I both agree that's a win against the Texans right yep. now. We're nine and you're nine and one. I'm ten and zero. Let's get into Pittsburgh. <sighs> Pittsburgh. They are the most confusing damn team out there. <laughs> They're the most confusing team out there, honestly. They just they just re-signed Juju. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm sorry. What, what do you do with that game? Not much. Not exactly. Anyway, so what I'm saying, what I mean confusing is like the team is like in, in theory, you look at the team, like this should be a really good team. <laughs> yes. This should be a really good team. In the exception of quarterback. I'm going to be honest. With you. Quarterback, they chase quarterback, have a young person there. That team is scary. That's yes. A, you put a, a different quarterback other than Roethlisberger up there, it's a scary team. And the main reason is because of that defense. They can pressure the oh quarterback. That team, that the that game against them uh, last year was like, it was just straight up a beat down slugfest. It was. It was just the type of If you game. were a fan of defensive slugfest, this was the game to watch. And you, you know me. <laughs> yeah. I love defensive games. When the Bills had their dominant defenses, that's when I was in love with them the most. That's what I love most about the Steelers. I'm going to be honest with you guys. The Steelers are top three on this uh, schedule. Scary team to play against. Uh, I hate to say we, we lose against them because... I would love to beat a great team that I view as a great team like the Steelers, but I'm saying 10-1. and one. What about you? Um, it's... I'm, yeah, I'm going to say 10-1. I have I, I reserved the right to change it. But obviously, we're going to change it. Gonna... So you're saying it's a loss? It's No, I'm saying it's a win. Okay, it's so win. you're at 10-1, and one, I'm at 10-1. and one. This is, okay, the confidence that we have right now. Oh, yeah. Mind you, this is strictly... Because of our team. How confident we are our team. What have our team's done? Of the what, continuity of our yes. re-signees and the value of our free agent signings. Exactly. Yes. I, I, I have confidence in them. We've upgraded. Yeah, we upgraded. I, I, we, we upgrade. Even the slight upgrade. Slight upgrade from last year was what? A 33 record? I mean, we're not too far off. I'm we are not that. far off at all. But so, I'm, I'm not going to say the S word. "Quote unquote," you know what it is. No, we shouldn't have. No, no, we shouldn't have a Super Bowl next year. Super you, Bowl next year. That's it. You say it. I'm not saying it. I'm. <laughs> I've got that kind of uh, that, that that scary sense that I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to be happy as any any of us fans that when it happens. Mm-hmm. But uh, to continue, that's all of our home games this year. Yes. Obviously, the three division: Atlanta, Carolina, Indy, Houston, Pittsburgh. I've only got us losing to Pittsburgh. I think uh, you said Indy. Mm-hmm. Let's get to our away games. We already talked about the Dolphins, Jets, and Patriots. Let's get into Jacksonville. They have a high pick. They do have a high pick. I don't think that's going to be much. It's going to be another Joe Burrow type of thing. It's yes. going to be development season. Hopefully not get injured badly. But yes. It's going to be a development season. It's going to be another... 
I say a rebuild season if they don't screw the pooch here. Yes. Do they still have the number one? Yes. The only time I've ever feared Jacksonville Jaguars was with that crazy defense they had. Yeah. They don't have that anymore. They don't have it anymore. They really don't have much of anything. They really don't. No. Um, and it's... <laughs> Gardner Minshew is another one of those guys that's hard to hate. Yeah. You either like him or you hate him. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. It's through his mustache. I like the guy. He's a giant meme. He's a giant meme. But he's a meme that I like. He's a meme you hate. Everybody's got their own opinion. I say Bills win 11 and 1. I say Bills win. 11 and 1 for Angel also. Let's move on to oh, Tampa Bay. Boy, oh boy. <sighs> Oh, Tom, Tommy, Tom. We're probably going to be at the game, too, if we should be honest. So There's no probably. Yeah. We're going to that game. <laughs> That's an away game. We live in sunny southwest Florida, unfortunately. Yes. Tampa's just a nice two-hour drive away from us. Yep. There's no way we're missing this game. And we've increased capacity. It's going to be pretty cool. Yes. Um, now, go ahead. They didn't lose any, really, really lose anyone either, right? It's just kind of just... They're the same team. They, they, I was hoping they were going to lose some key pieces on defense. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They brought him back. They brought back Gronk, who is a. Freaking, it's, it's 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 a. I mean, whatever. It's Gronk is Gronk. Yeah, but he had a dominant game in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. I didn't want to watch it, but he had a dominant. He, game Yeah, uh, he Super kicked Bowl. ass. He kicked ass. It was a lot like scary Gronk when he, in his heyday. And let's face it, when Tom and Gronk need to mesh, they're gonna mesh. They're gonna take over a game whenever they need to. It's just gonna happen. Something, something about this game screams revenge. Revenge, and it's not gonna be pretty. This is gonna be a bloodbath. This is going to be a serious bloodbath. This is 20 years of frustration (laughs) and pent-up aggression against Tom Brady. I don't think that Miami is going to take well how badly we beat them down. Because compared to what we're going to do to Tampa Bay, it's... it's, I don't... I'm I'm envisioning that game being so violent. (laughs) It's that... It's oh my god! And and to be honest with you, I'm hoping this is one of the games that's like at the beginning of the year. Yeah. This I want this to be a statement yeah. game, not just because this you know we had a great year last year mm-hmm. because of that aggression, yeah. that 20 years of him just making fools of our franchise, literally making just making making audibles of Rex Ryan and, and like, this this is no changing of the guard here. No. This is Josh Allen stripping that torch from Tom Brady's hands and yep. saying, this is mine. Yep. I'm taking over. You're done. 12-1, and one, Bills win at Tampa. I say, I say so too. And I can't wait for that game. That's, that's the circle. That's like the obsessive ex-girlfriend type of thing. <laughs> Circling in the calendar like... This one right here. This is it. This is the game. <laughs> this is the statement game. Like, and, that, and mind you, we still have Kansas City in the, in the schedule too. So that's a that's a that's saying something. That's saying a huge that's bit. Saying this something. is over twenty years of frustration yes. pent up, taking over. I just I just realized the last three opponents are people we absolutely have a reason to hate. 
Yeah, let's let's say well, not so much the Saints. Let's get into the Saints. Oh, not the Saints. I'm sorry. The excluding the Saints. Let's get into the Saints. I mean, they don't have Breeze anymore. They're gonna have what? Um, Taysom Hill and uh, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. I don't know I, who's gonna start. I think they're still better off than Breeze. It, it's a, it's similar to the Roethlisberger effect. I well, no, no, no. I said that I think they're far better than. Uh, than the Steelers, they're far scarier than the Steelers. They they have they don't have similar type like the Saints have the set, the scary secondary. The yes. Steelers have the scary line, but, but the Saints have the arguably one of the best offenses just just in general. We took Emmanuel Sanders from them. I know, but they also do. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I need to start the list of players they have. You're right, but yeah. let's look at let's say Jameis Winston starts for them. Yeah. He has a turnover track record. Well, yeah, but he also has a touchdown record. Too. He has a huge. He, when he was with Tampa, he could run the score yeah, up anytime a, he wanted. But you know, they're they're going to be using both quarterbacks. Yeah. I can see it happen. And Taysom yeah. Hill's got the legs, and he proved he can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a scary team. I don't think it's going to be a giveaway game. I think it's a toss up. I think it's a toss up. Who are you picking? Right now. Because they don't have a, a definite quarterback right now, and I'm choosing us. Okay. Angels got us 13-1. and one. You know, it, it's really hard for me to make a pick here. It is. It's I, a very difficult game to pick because... I admire the They Saints. still have that offense. That offense is... And the defense. It, it, it's... I just see Josh... Like you were saying, you wanted to see Josh Allen take that step up, play mm-hmm. smarter... I see him doing that this year. I'm picking the Bills at the Saints, 13-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Let's get into another possible revenge game for us. The Tennessee Titans. Oh! God, I hate them. I don't know. It's something, oh, something about them. You know, th- this is one of those teams for me anyways. I know you hate them. They remind me of the Jacksonville Jaguars when they went, when they went to the AFC Championship. You know... That, they, they, they just have that cockiness. And then they like they played off that, that whole uh, victim complex last year, you know. And like COVID, and it, it was a hard season for every team. Yeah. Don't play the victim card. Mm-hmm. You know, how many days rest did they have against us? 19, something crazy yeah, like that. So We had to prepare for two teams with that. Let's not make excuses. Yeah, yeah. They mopped the floor with us. Yeah. There's that highlight play of Derrick Henry shoving him out of the way mm-hmm. and stiff arm the meme and everything. But for me, overall, Tennessee is that team that I just admire. I've never... Because it's, it's your type of team. It's my type of it's team. It's your type of team. It's not the NFL's like direction type yes. of team, but it's your type of team. It is. Mm-hmm. I love Derrick Henry. My favorite running back in the league, by far. They, they're just that gritty team. And, you know, maybe it's because Tannehill is with Miami. I don't know what it is, but I admire the guy now. He's, he's thriving. He's doing a good job in Tennessee. He's getting them to wins. He's getting them to the playoffs. It, it pains me to say this because of how last year went down. I'm not picking us for this game. It's an away game. Uh... Tennessee's got it going on. I see them making strides just like us. I'm saying 13-2 and two Bills. Second loss to Tennessee. What about you? 
I'm picking again. I'm picking them to win against Tennessee. <laughs> I'm picking them to win against Tennessee. Can you know why? Let me hear it. Because of what I stand by, I stand by what I say. What they are doing is not sustainable. They are not going to go far. What you got? It's been proven year to year to year that it's not going to work. It's fantastic that you have one player carrying your whole team. Let's not discount AJ Brown. He's a dominant. I know, but when it comes to wins, there's always one standing, one glaring stat. There's always to you. Literally, you can go on their records right now, Derek, Henry. and you'll see one glaring pop up, like literally slapping you in the face every time you see a win from them. It's always Henry, 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 Henry. Henry. But that's not sustainable. That's not going to get you anywhere. It's been proven back-to-back years. They you know, are essentially Cincinnati. That's that's a little bit extreme for my team. No, Cincinnati, the good, Cincinnati they went to the playoffs every year and lost. I get it. I get it. Yeah, that's what but I say. That, I think, that's extreme for me. And the, I don't fear Tannehill. I don't fear Tannehill. I don't think he's I a good I fear player. Tannehill because of what Derrick Henry can do to change the defense's mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah, but once you take away Henry... If we can dominate Henry in the first yeah. half, then yes, we can win the game. But if Derrick Henry breaks off a couple runs, we're stacking that line with linebackers, and A.J. Brown's having one-on-ones, and let's face it, like you said, this is an air raid league. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers are beating DBs no matter how good they are. Is A.J. Brown still with them? He is. Okay, I thought he moved for some reason. He's with them. He's... They'd be crazy to let him go. So, that's my take. I appreciate yours. I'm going to somewhat disagree with it on this. Like you said, if we can stop Derrick Henry in the first half, we'll win. I don't see it happening. I'm picking us to lose. You got us winning. You're 14-1. and one. I'm 13-2. and two. Let's get to the Super Bowl runner-ups. The Kansas City Chiefs. Boy, oh boy. It's like we always have a roadblock. <laughs> yeah. And they are it. They are the roadblock. They In the are AFC. the one they are the ones we have to go over to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Tampa Bay won last year. Are we still talking about Tampa Bay winning if we were in a Super Bowl? No. No. It's not happening. No. And I see a lot of people talk about last year's Super Bowl like it should have been the Bills that were up there. It probably would have been more entertaining to watch. Much more. But, fact remains, we lost. We lost them. We had, it was not the best display of the Bills. That was not the best Bills you saw out there in that game, the AFC Championship game. And we touched on this a little bit earlier. There's, it's the whole new factor. Not just for Josh Allen. For the coaching staff, for the defense, for everybody, we have not been to that level yet. We get to that level this year, it's a whole new ball game. I'll tell you this right now. I'm going to make a statement right here. Let's hear it. I love it. Okay. So, Kansas City, let's also talk about what Kansas City has not done. Okay. So, Kansas City, technically speaking right now, as we speak, they are actually weaker. Technically speaking. They lost a lot of their, they lost a lot of pieces they could not get to keep back. They couldn't keep a lot of their uh, offensive linemen. Okay. So they're weaker technically speaking. But 
And this right here, yeah. this is why, this is the main reason why I was so adamant about getting a dominant defensive end. J.J. Yeah. Watt, it, it, it stung a little bit. <sighs> Clowney's still out there, but we just don't have the funds to get him. Yeah. He'd have to take a massive pay cut, and Cl I don't see Clowney being the type of nope. dude to do that. I like the guy from Cincinnati. What is it, Atkins? Yeah. He's not on the clowny Watt level, but he would be a huge piece. I'm still counting on Epinesa to step his game up, but that right there is the main reason why I said, let's go get a D. Yeah. If we get pressure on Mahomes, that game's different. If you, don't, if you see what the Bills are doing and not say that we're building against uh, – we're building – to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, you're blind. You are completely blind. You cannot tell me what we've been doing with our roster doesn't strictly correlate to what that team is. We know who we need to pass. Yes. We know who is the top dog. We know exactly what's left in our way. And we know the intangibles. Mm -hmm. Let's face it. Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott are chess players. Yes, sir. Most of the rest of these guys are playing checkers while they're playing chess. Mm -hmm. It shows in our roster. It's going to show on the field this year. Look, there hasn't been many years where you and I could say, yeah. uh, this far with one game left, I'm saying we're 13-2, and two, you're saying we're 14. That, that was out unheard of. No. The confidence level, because of Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, it, it, it shows. Mm -hmm. All right? They're, but, they're, they're building something great here. Yeah. We're going to see it on the field. I, and I'm, again, this uh, the, the shocking thing I'm about to say right now, if we beat, if we beat the Chiefs, mm -hmm. we'll win the Super Bowl. He's saying that S word again, I'm guys. saying it! He's saying the if S word. If we beat Kansas City this year in their first game, because remember, this is a repeat from last year. If we win against them in the first game, we're going to meet them again. I think we're going to beat them. I think that's it. I think Are you this... saying 15-1? and one? No, I think I... Because I... this is the last game to pick. This is... Uh... I'm still going to say we're losing against them, but if we win... In the playoffs. No, no, no. I'm saying we're losing to them in the regular season. Kansas City, okay. Yes. I'm saying we're losing to, uh, losing to Kansas City in, the, in the, the thing. But I'm saying... I'm also saying if we win... Against them in the regular season. That in there, right there, is going to tell you so much. Yes. I think they're if they beat the if they beat the Chiefs. Of course, this is Baron. This is not a game seventeen. Yeah, this could be early. We don't yeah. know when we're going to play them yet. Yeah, we're, we're going to get the schedule. We're going to get the schedule pretty soon. So and these picks could change. We'll mm -hmm. redo this again. Yeah. Um, you're saying we lose to the Chiefs. So just out of curiosity, give me give me a ballpark score. Thirty-six twenty-eight. We lose thirty-six twenty-eight, according to Angel, mm -hmm. my producer extraordinaire. You know, I see I see similarities on our roster when it comes to the running back position. Clyde Edwards Elaire is going into his second year, as is Zach Moss. Motor's going into his third year. They both need to make some uh, upgrades. Um, we got Milano back. We still have Edmonds. 
Milano's great against the pass. Edmonds more against the run, but he's working on it. Um, this is one of them things where you feel like if you pick them to win in the regular season, then the Chiefs can make adjustments and win in the in the postseason. I think they're going the opposite. That's that's kind of what I'm dealing yeah. with right now. It, it's tough. I'm. <laughs> I'm picking us to win this game. Again, it's subject to change depending on when we play them throughout the year. Okay, you, and you said we we're going to lose to Tennessee. I said we're going to lose to Tennessee. That doesn't make any sense to me, personally. Okay, elaborate. Yeah. Kansas City is a well better team in almost every aspect mm-hmm. compared to you know uh, Tennessee, I say. Because they have everything. They literally have everything for the most part. You know, they have a at least average to good defense. They have an amazing offense. They have a quarterback. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I don't think that... Here's a, here's a couple yeah. of differences that I'm seeing that uh, that you may not be. Mm-hmm. And this is something we're just going to fundamentally disagree on. Yes, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He's, you know, MVP caliber every year. Hall of Famer Patrick Holmes, as they say. I'm not as low on Tannehill as you are. And I'm still enough in the old school to think running backs can change how defenses play. Derrick Henry has that capability. Clyde Edwards-Elair does not have that yet. Yes, the Chiefs have Tyreek Hill. They have playmakers at the wide receiver position. They have Travis Kelsey who has seemed to dominate us as have all tight ends against us. But that's something that I feel like Frazier can make an adjustment to. I just see Tennessee Titans being a difficult matchup because of how elite Derrick Henry is. I see us beating the Chiefs. I see us losing to Tennessee for that reason. Also, we didn't have a route runner like Emmanuel Sanders last year. Mm-mm. Emmanuel Sanders is just that wild card because you have Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders lining up on either side of the slot or together on the slot. Mm -hmm. It's just a nightmare for defenses, and I feel like Tennessee has more weapons on the defense to combat against that than Kansas City does. I know if it was a shootout, Kansas City has a better chance, but I just put so much value into having that running back. That's That's my hot take on that. We beat Kansas City in the regular season and 14 and 2. You have us ending 14 and 2 on a different level. <laughs> That's my take. Anything else to add to that? Super Bowl bust. I'm not saying the S word. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying Super Bowl bust. That's it. Um... It's it's that's that's what this season is. If there's anything below that, I, I think it's a it's a wash of a season. And that that's it's <laughs> it's it's harsh as that sounds. That's where I'm at. If it is not Super Bowl, then that's a serious hot take. Mm-hmm. I love it. It makes sense. I'm of the mindset that uh, you know I, I bought into the whole McDermott you know growth thing. You're right. What is the next step from winning the AFC Championship game? I'm not saying the S word. I'm going to continue not saying the (laughs) S word. You just said it. But I'm saying win the AFC Championship or bust. 
that's my hot take. Ladies and gentlemen, this show has been fun. We have had some lows talking about how terrible the Buffalo Sabres are. And then we have this uplifting feeling how great the Bills are. Sabres, feed off of it. Bills, continue what you're doing. Have fun. Until next time, ladies and gents, this has been the Nickel City Podcast. Brian for Angel. Anything else? That's it. You guys are great. Thank you for tuning in. And we look forward to next time. And there will be a next time. Oh, yes. And until then, let's go Buffalo. Hey, hey.